Sorry, Cap, and welcome to the final episode of the OG MMA Monday back in your life <laughs> here on the Funkit Pod. And so many things to discuss in, over this past week slash weekend in combat sports. Let's jump right into it. And you know, I'm not just recapping what happened because I assume everybody watched it anyways, but going to talk a little bit about uh, what's happening next, what storylines are coming out of the fights and yeah just where we add and what what what, we ca what can we expect i'm stuttering because i'm so excited and not a native speaker native english speaker that is i have i'm a native speaker of a language but not of, of the english language so let's jump right into the the real fights of the weekend um let's talk about the ufc fight night in vegas um derek lewis versus chris dawkers main event derek lewis knockout first round vintage one might say derek lewis and yeah Vintage Derek Lewis. I, I enjoyed it a lot because Chris Dawkins came in with lots of hype. So I was like, ah, did the last performance, I don't know, affect Derek Lewis? Is he going to be, I don't know, gun shy? But no, it was the Derek Lewis of old with like one or two switch kicks in between. But then, of course, all just brawl and violence. And he gets the Chris Dawkins out of there for like three minutes or so. The Black Beast then throws a cup in the audience. Says, Make it, it's going to be an NFT someday. <laughs> I'm not sure if Derek Lewis knows how NFTs work. Uh, but it was awesome. Vintage Derek Lewis, congratulations. So where do we go from here? Where are we at right now, right? Derek Lewis didn't want to call out anyone because he's like, I don't want to fight main events. It's five rounds. I hate five rounds. <laughs> um, so, yeah, where are we at? I mean, one more and Derek Lewis is... Derek Lewis would be back in the main event picture, I believe. Um, Dana White also said they're not sure in regards to Cyril Gahn and traveling with, with the new COVID lockdowns in Europe and the like. So maybe Derek Lewis is going to be in there sooner than he expected to be back in there. Huh. <laughs> mm. As for Chris Dawkins, I would, I would, I would want to see him fight Tom Aspinall. Because if he would have won, he would have been right there in the in the main event of the championship contender picture. But now, of course, it's a small setback, not a big one. Um, so maybe fight another up-and-comer in Tom Aspinall, either bounce right back or then propel Tom Aspinall into the the title picture. So I think that would be something something cool if you could see that. Now I have to take a sip because this, this, the next fight we're going to talk about is really sad. Hmm... Okay, let's do it. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, the man that we want to see hold the title before he retires, got wrestle-fucked again by Bilal Muhammad. Second fight in a row. First Gilbert Burns, now Bilal. Something's wrong in the Wonderboy camp there. And yeah, Chris Whiteman was back in the camp, but I'm, I'm just not sure if Chris Whiteman is still the man to have in 2021, 2022 to prepare you for that forward pressure wrestling, that... Gilbert Burns and apparently also Belala bringing because up until like last year Stephen Thompson's takedown defense was fantastic but then all of a sudden it's not and so I can't imagine like just all of the all of the others making such leaps and bounds and just that great of wrestlers um, so something's wrong there in the in the Wonder Boy camp I'm not sure if they're not not pushing hard enough anymore I, I'm just not sure so hmm. there was there was. 10 seconds off in the third round and he broke free like yeah that's the flashy or that's the that's what you want to see from Wonderboy like 10 seconds of just free spinning kicks and shit like this cool but 
it's only 10 seconds. So, yeah, that was really sad to see. Um, so, Stephen Thompson, he needs now three in a row or so to be back in the title picture. And he can do it. I mean, if, if there's one who can do it, it's Wonderboy. But he's got to get his wrestling act together right now. I think it's, maybe it's also something mental. What, what he mentioned like in the lead-up to the fight, like he thought so much about taking down in the last fight that it, it, it uh, was hindering him. I think it's still the same. He, you can't just shake it, I think. So, um, yeah, there might, sport, sport psychology might help there. So, Stephen, uh, go figure it out because I want to see you hold the title. I want to see Tenacious D play you out, man. So, come on. Let's do this. One last run. 2022. End of 2022. Stephen Warner by Thompson back in title contention. Champion by 2023, then retirement. That's the plan, Stephen. That's the plan. For Belal Muhammad, yeah, man, he's good, but... And yeah, everyone loves him on social media. I don't know why, because he's, he's a bit like arrogant, a bit like a prick sometimes. Um, I think he takes himself a little bit too, not serious, but too important. I'm not sure. Like, yeah, you won, and you're definitely a good fighter, but your fights are boring. <laughs> like, who wants to see that? Like, uh, uh, And then, then calling out like, yeah, I'm the new hot ticket in the division. No, you're not. No one wants to see you. I'm sorry. It, like, it's impressive, the winning streak, but no one wants to see you. And quite frankly, Leon pieced you up until that Ike poke happened. So, I mean, there's nothing there to... Uh. Hmm. So maybe maybe Leon Edward, Edwards, Bilal Muhammad, Leon Edwards, because you're going to fuck Leon Edward, Edwards over anyway. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> he doesn't get an exile shot. <laughs> let's hope he gets it, but gets it. But let's see. Um, either Leon title shot next, and if uh, after title shot, Leon versus Bilal and Bilal, one of the contenders in between. Um, I, I would assume Bilal is one of those guys who says, I don't find below my don't fight below my ranking. I don't I'm ranked number five now. I beat the number five ranked guys, I'm number five now. I don't fight below rank number five. If he says that, I I would just imagine, but if he says that, F you man, because Stephen Thompson just gave you a chance. Stephen Thompson was fifth, he fought you number ten. So if Stephen Thompson can do this to you, you can do this to other people too, or for other people too. So don't do that. Hmm. If you're wondering why I'm drinking so much by now, by, by the way, if you're listening and hearing my sips or watching the video, I just finished, uh, finished Muay Thai training, uh, Thai boxing training, so I'm still rather thirsty. Sorry, went all out today. Um, the third fight on the card was Amanda uh, Lemos versus Angela Hill. A split decision win for Amanda Lemos. <laughs> One scorecard, 30-27, ridiculous. Uh, it should have been 29-28. Could have gone either way. I Just like Dana, I also had it for Angela Hill. Uh, even though I picked Amanda Lemos before, so my pick still won. Yes. Um, but it is 30-27 was, was ridiculous, of course. Um, unfortunately, we're used to this by now. Where do we go from here? I don't think both either stock changed that much cause, just because it was such a close fight. Um, they're both, yeah, I mean, I mean, Amanda Lemos got the win on the record now. She's 12 and 1 now, which 12 1 1, which sounds good. So I'm not sure, but I'm not sure if she should be in title contention, to, to be quite honest. But I mean, her record is great. So she's probably one fight away from challenging for the title, I guess. Angel Hill now 13 and 11, but. She's tied now for the most split decision losses in UFC history with, together with, I think, Paul Felder and I know two others that I forgot. Um, yeah, sucks, Angel Hill. Um, that, sorry, really. She needs, she needs a win now. Even though this was a, short, a close fight, and she, needs a, she needs a decisive win now. So that maybe a little bit of a step back and then just 
go on a streak or something. So I think that's why we're here. Um, the one pick I got wrong on the card, uh, call me the Oracle, and I only got it wrong because I just, I couldn't pick Ricky Simone because because of the mullet. I hate mullets. <laughs> of course, Ricky Simone was the favorite to win here against Rafael Asensio, but I just couldn't pick him because of the mullet. I'm sorry. I, I won't doubt the mullet again because he knocked him out in round two. Where do we go from here? Ricky Simone called out politely uh, Sean O'Malley. That would be cool. Why not? Sean O'Malley probably is going to get a new contract with lots of money. Uh, Ricky Simone would be a cool step up. So let's do this. Sounds good to me, to be honest. Um, Rafael Asensio needs a win now. Um, he's like he's like this gatekeeper role right now, so he he, sh he needs to get like one or two together now. Um, so same goes for Carlos Diego Ferreira. And I told you in my last podcast, I told you watch Mateusz Gamrot UFC Europe on the rise. I I told you so. That's the dark dark horse. That's the the sleeper on the card. And Mateusz Gamrot delivered, of course, because that's what he does. That's what European fighters do. They deliver when it matters. Um, <laughs> even though it's not German. <laughs> Mateusz, Mateusz Gamrot delivered. Congratulations. So he's, he's on the rise. 21 now. I know one or two more, then he can also jump into contention, even though it's, of course, a very, like, that, lots of contenders in that division and lightweight, lightweight divisions. And then... My man, who doesn't know me, but I'm still, I've been a fan for a long, long time. OG Cup, Killer Cup Swanson, back in full effect, taking out Darren the Damage Elkins. There was Vintage Cup Swanson here again. Um, round one, this time Darren Elkins' plan didn't, didn't uh, play out, like getting beat up in round one, coming back in round two, because um, Cup Swanson got him out in round one. Congratulations, Cup Swanson. Beautiful, like with the family there, taking pics with the three kids and the wife in the end. That was awesome. So congratulations to Cup Swanson. Um, awesome, 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 awesome. Very happy for Cup. Um, Darren Elkins, like Cup Swanson, I mean, he, he's not going to go on a on a title run right now in featherweight, but slowly climbing the ladder a little bit more up again, which is nice, taking on a few more contender-ish, maybe fights, um, yeah, make some more money, highlight another another um, fight night or so, it would be cool. Uh, Darren Elkins, stock didn't drop much because that's just what happens. Um, he's going to survive, so he's going to bounce back with another um, Darren Elkins, vintage Darren Elkins performance next time around, then, then everything is good. Uh, so yeah, that was a great fight, um, a great matchmaking there by the UFC. I appreciate it. No preview this time because we got a bit of tough time off, like a month or so, and then we'll come back in a new year with the next UFC preview, of course. But it was a fun, fun fight night um, to cap things off in 2021. So let's let's then move on to the not so real fights. Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley too. And let's talk about the one real fight on the card, which was uh, Liam Paro versus Yomar Alamo. Uh, split decision victory for Liam Paro. It was a great fight. They both went at it. Two real boxers standing in the pocket, trading shots. That was cool. Like, like really evasive. Both young guys, really fast-paced boxing. Um, I'm not the biggest boxing fan per se, but this was a nice fight to watch. So congratulations to both. Liam Paro got the UD, uh, not a split victory here. Um, yeah, no complaints there. Great fight, though. Both they both gonna meet again down the road because they're both just awesome. Um, yeah, off to bigger and better things, I guess. But they're gonna meet again, I guess. Um, by the first first professional loss for Yomar uh, Alamo, by the way. And then more fun than expected. <laughs> Darren Williams, former NBA All Star versus Frank Gore, former NFL Pro Bowler. 
And Frank Gore had a few nice first split decision, four-round special exhibition match, split decision for Darren Williams, which is ridiculous. It was not a split decision. Um, Gore had a few nice stiff jabs in the beginning and landed a few like nice inside uppercuts or hooks, but it was mostly all Darren Williams like bullying Frank Gore around, pushing him around like 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 his little brother. One one time he pushed him through the ropes, <laughs> which was of course not 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 a, not a, a boxing move. Um, and Gore got back at him for also pushing him around then. But overall, I would have given it like, clearly to Darren Williams. He was just more active, just way taller, like huge reach advantage. Just stick his jab out, like so, kind of like a range finder. He didn't really throw a jab. He was just like holding his hand to find the range and then just go with the, with the right hand. Um, yeah, but it was kind of fun. I don't want to admit it. But it was kind of fun to watch those two guys go at it. Um, it's not a great boxing match, um, but it was kind of fun to watch. Uh, so yeah, congrats, Steve. Um, what was a real boxing match again was then the coming event. Amanda Serrano. Where we go from here? Darren Williams. He said he's going to be one and done. So let's let's maybe he, he tasted blood <laughs> and he wants to do more. Um, any other? I don't know. Legend maybe Frank Gore. I don't know if he wants to do it again. Amanda Serrano with Miriam Gutierrez. Amanda Serrano takes the U UD here. Clear UD decision for Amanda Serrano. No, no question to ask. She started really fast, and Gutierrez had a few nice moments, but it was all Serrano all the time. Um, I think it was 99, 99, and 91, 100 to 90 that she took the, the decision here. So congratulations, Amanda Serrano. Next challenger, line, line him up. <laughs> uh, looks like it. So then the, and then the main fight, the main event, Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley, you've seen the knockout. And that was the only nice thing, good thing, exciting thing that happened in this fight because the fight was boring AF. Ridiculous. Tyron Woodley didn't... I mean, I don't even blame, blame Jake Paul because he's not a boxer. Uh, still, he's still not a boxer. And Tyron Woodley is also not a boxer, but he's a fighter. But he didn't try... Sh they're just hugging the whole time. And now Tyron Woodley afterwards is like, I was winning the fight. You were not. You were hacking. It was a hacking, a hacking contest and Jake Paul was winning the hacking competition. Uh, but in the knockout, of course, Tyron Woodley then posted on social media, why did I drop the left hand? Oh man, I hope the answer is because I got paid shitload of money because otherwise it's inexcusable. This terrible, 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 terrible fight. And I have to agree with Luke Thomas there who said, if the knockout wouldn't have happened, we would have not wanted to see Jake Paul ever box again because it was terrible. But thanks to the knockout, it's not just a viral moment. And of course, now it's like, yeah, who's going to fight next? Mm. Um, they already have the, the wheels in motion for the next fight. Uh, Tyron Woodley, got, kind of like some NFL guy called out Jack Paul. Apparently the NFL dude was, was training boxing forever. Um, and then the NFL dude said, do you fight all just non-fighters? And then Jake Paul said, hey, Tyron Woodley, did you hear? He called you not a non-fighter or non-boxer. And then Tyron Woodley's like, yeah, what's up? So they're setting up Tyron Woodley versus this NFL dude under the MVP promotion, which tells me Tyron Woodley is now part of the MVP promotion. They're going to make money now together. Smart move by Tyron Woodley, which could also show tell me that he got some money there to maybe not have the left hand up. But, yeah, so Tyron Woodley, I would say, probably now part of the MVP promotion, takes on, like, people who feel like they can't step in the ring with an ex-fighter. And Jake Paul has to fight Tommy Fury eventually. He was, he was I don't know, teasing Tommy Fury the whole time with his T-shirts and stuff. Yeah, you've got to fight Tommy Fury now and then maybe don't pay him off so that he drops out. Um, we need to, we will need to fight a boxer eventually, Jake. 
calling out all those UFC guys doesn't make sense because they're all under contracts or so. Whatever, man. Fight Tommy Fury. Okay, that's it. Oh, yeah, lastly, there was also, of course, one championship. Let's quickly go through this also. The fights were actually fun to watch. I mean, you're probably not that invested because you don't know the people, but the fights were not, not, not that bad, actually. Um, main event, however, was a bit lame. Danny Kingard versus Kyle Akhmedov. Kyle Akhmedov wrestled fuck Danny Kingard uh, for three rounds, dominated him, like no questions asked. Um, Danny Kingard just doesn't seem to have it anymore. I'm sorry, Danny Kingard. He used to be really exciting, really explosive, but... I haven't seen this in the last two or three fights anymore. And yeah, so Kyle Rachmanov takes the win, former champion, and probably now back in the championship contention in flyweight. So um, congratulations, Kyle Rachmanov. That was a clear-cut duty. Um, then in the co-main, we had the former champion, Kevin Bellingyong, who's on a four-fight four losing streak, I believe, versus Kwon Won Il, dubbed the super boy. No, pretty boy. Pretty boy, right? Pretty boy, Kwon Won Il. Um, and yeah, Kwon Will took out Kevin Bellingyong in round two, KO. Kevin Bellingyong also seems like, after he lost his title, he seems to have lost his, I don't know, inspiration. Kind of sad, because, I mean, he's been like the mullet, the, <laughs> the number one Filipino wushu mullet fighter. <laughs> um, but now it's just gone, it seems. I, I don't, I don't want to say what I think about this, because um, he's a legend in one championship, but... Yeah. Kwon Il, clear trajectory towards the title title shot uh, in bantamweight. We had Vitaly, Vitaly Big Dash, former champion in, uh, in one versus Fan Rong. This was a catchweight fight, 95 kilos. Uh, Vitaly Big Dash, submission win around three. Fan Rong had his moments, but it mostly was Vitaly Big Dash, like, like pulling him around. Um, yeah, I don't know whether it's because it's a catchweight fight, so not many implications. Literally, Big Dash, one or two more back in title contention. Fan Rong needs to reset here, I think. We had also Sebastian Kaderstam, the former welterweight champion versus Murat Ramasanov. Ramasanov won by UD. There was also like no decision, I don't know, complaints here, clear cut UD. Um, Sebastian Kaderstam also seemed to have lost his motivation, inspiration ever since he lost his title. He used to be so oozing of confidence, and now it's, you can see that he's. Not right now, so I think he needs to take a step back, get one or two wins, and maybe he, he catches the fire again. Um, Ramasanov stepping up, stepping up, stepping up. Also, maybe one, two, three more fights, and maybe it might be also, if it goes his way, in title contention, but he might also level up a little bit here. Then we had a competition, uh, 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 first, how to say, debut, that's the word, of uh, Stephen Lohman, the sniper from the Philippines, versus Yusuf Sadulayev, uh, TKO round one. Sadulayev had his moments, though, in the beginning. Like, it wasn't like just that Lohman was like steamrolling him, but um, yeah, it was, was a good win for Lohman. Congratulations. Sadulayev looked good until he didn't. <laughs> uh, so yeah, con congrats, Stephen Lohman. He needs, that was his first fight in one championship, so he needs to build up on that, of course. Uh, we had then um, Mark Sangiao versus Paul Lumihi. Um, and Mark Sangiao is, is the son of the head coach of Team Lakai, the famous fighting gym from the Philippines. His first uh, win in, or first fight in one championship. And he, he, he's like 19 and he steamrolled the 34-year-old, I believe, Paul Lumihi from Indonesia. He just got, went after him, like relentless pressure, 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 and then got the submission in round one. So congratulations to uh, Mark Sangiao. Not sure if this works against everybody, the steamrolling approach. 
But I mean, in this case, it was the right thing to do. So con congratulations. Um, before an elite card, we, uh, where, where, yeah, where does this go? His first fight there, so we gotta slowly build him up. Paulo Mihi, uh, maybe maybe put him on an Indonesia card when one championship is in Jakarta again, and then uh, maybe have some some local fight for him. Um, in the lead card, we had Mustafa Haider versus Arian Sadikovic from Germany. The Arian from Germany. I'll keep making that joke. Um, I'm German. I can do that. Or maybe that's why I shouldn't be doing it. Uh, so Arian Sadikovic got the win. UD. Um, and yeah, he clearly dominated. Uh, however, and he dominated. So no, there's no questions asked. But Arian Sadikovic might have the ugliest kicks I've ever seen in kickboxing. It wasn't even MMA, so that you can say, oh, maybe he's more of a grappler. No, it's kickboxing, but he's got the ugliest kicks ever. No kick was timed well, or like the distance always seemed off with the kicks. Like he didn't connect with one single kick, like the way you expect you would connect with a kick. So Mustafa Haider has some nice kicks, but Aaron Sadikovic just had more more power, more pressure in this case that he put on Mustafa Haider. But holy shit, Aryan, come to Thailand or stay here if you're in Asia right now. Come to, to Tiger Muay Thai or Phuket Top Team or whatever and, and, and just train kicking? Because this was ugly. It was really ugly. I, I had the right pick though, but it was really ugly. Um, in Bantamweight, we had Fabricio Andrade was, uh, winning with a TKO against uh, Lee Kai Wen. Yeah. Pretty, pretty set up by uh, Fabricio Andrade and then uh, very well executed, perfectly timed, going up the rankings. Lee Kai Wen is, I think, out of one championship. I think I, I read it on Twitter. And in the beginning, we had uh, the first fight was Joseph Lassiri versus Asai Sinagawa. And KO win for Joseph Lassiri. Uh, yeah, round one. Awesome. Nice. Um, he had, yeah, I don't, uh, that doesn't have any many implications. I'm, I'm hesitating because of several reasons. A, first fight of the undercard, so they, they both just have to like start getting fights. And B, it was a catch weight um, at 57.85 kilograms, so very specific. So it doesn't have that many implications. But I guess because he won by knockout, he's probably just get a higher-ranked opponent next time around in the next Muay Thai fight for Sinagawa. Um, let, let's see if he's on a, gonna be on again on, a, on another uh, Japan, Japan card, maybe. All right, so that's it from one championship. Again, a previous answer on an as the new year rolls around. And then the last, the last thing we're going to discuss, of course, is um, right now in the news, Chel Sonnen um, apparently got citations for battery uh, in Vegas, I believe. Um, lots of different, different um, yeah, stories on Twitter right now as it's developing. Uh, stories claim it was in a hotel um, that he assaulted someone, that a woman was at the scene, but it doesn't say that he assaulted a woman. Um, of course, on Twitter, people are now jumping to conclusions. Uh, I also heard lots of people saying now, especially, uh, I heard Bisping saying it in his chat, and I heard, saw a few others on Twitter saying this. Apparently, um, Telson defended. Um, I don't know if it's his wife or like another woman and against that guy, and maybe that guy said something or tried to start something. Um, what I found funny, and I, I hope it's okay to talk about funny, and I hope no one got hurt there, so that's why I just mentioned it. If someone got hurt, uh, I, I, I hope I can then take that back, so I, I don't mean to make light of it if someone got hurt. But 
uh, the, the article on TMC stated that apparently the person that witnessed it said that Charles Sonnen handled or easily manhandled that guy that, that, that confronted him. Of course he did, because undisputed and undefeated. Never lost a round. <laughs> Not even in a hotel floor. Um, so, yeah, uh, he didn't get arrested. So, um, because the police said, I think, they didn't see anything of the altercation. Um, so apparently also no charges pressed. I, I don't know how the, the U.S. law system works and so on. But, um, yeah, so that's been circulating through the news. And I, I do hope that those news that we hear that he tried to defend his honor or the honor of his wife or something, of another woman, uh, I hope that this is true, of course, because it's uh, Uncle Chell and... Yeah, we don't want to be like John Jones jumping to conclusions and saying like, yeah, Chell, now you're in these shoes and I'm not going to make fun of it because I'm the bigger man. No, you're not. If, if, you, if you make a tweet like this, if you send a tweet like this, you're definitely not the bigger man. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it for um, this year's um, MMA Monday. Uh, the, the motivational message here, it's been a pleasure. Don't forget to uh, like, share, subscribe to this thing, uh, uh, rate it. So that more people will find it and we can have bigger discussions. Um, stay tuned for what's going to happen in season two in the new year. Um, more interviews again, I guess. Even though work is going to take us back offline, so maybe less interviews. No, we're going to try to have more interviews. Maybe even also more offline interviews with fighters here from Thailand again, if that's a possibility. So um, let's see if that works. Uh, yeah, thanks for being here uh, with me on the ride this year, uh, on this ride. This was quite an experience. Um, yeah, can't wait for more. And the next preview, of course, we're gonna we're gonna kick it off with the next preview session. Um, then in early January, when the fights are rolling around again. Until then, as always, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, rate this thing, um, keep your guards up, and take care, stay safe. And I'll see and talk to you. Oh god, I hate to say it. Next year, <laughs> uh, have a good one. Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. See you then. Sabadikap. Oh, no.